There is a time for everything, says the writer of Ecclesiastes, and a season for every activity under the heavens. Spring turns to summer, turns to fall, turns to winter, turns to spring. Children exchange their building blocks for bikes, their curious questions for cool indifference. The record we listened to every day of 1986 is now just a memento on the shelf. We've taken up knitting, traded in our Mustang for a minivan. Time passes, things change. We change with time. But sometimes, the seasons last longer than we would like them to. Sometimes the change we are looking for can't be found on the horizon. When Lucy first meets Mr. Tumnus, he tells her that in Narnia, it is always winter and never Christmas. The White Witch has the whole land under her spell, for so long, there has been no hope of anything different. We have prayed tonight for those experiencing what feels like a winter of the soul. Maybe this is the season you are in. Maybe you prayed tonight for someone else. For those who carry the constant ache of grief, the never-ceasing knot of anxiety, the fog of depression, the hurt of loneliness, the clenched fists of anger. I was talking to a friend on Friday whose cousin was just in a terrible accident and might be paralyzed and blind as a result of it. Just a little over a year ago, my friend's uncle, her cousin's dad, was killed in a trucking accident. This year has just felt heavy and hard, my friend told me. And she didn't feel alone in this. For so many people I've talked to, she said, this feels like a blue Christmas indeed. Isaiah 40 was written for a people whose winter of the soul had lasted longer than anyone could have imagined. Seventy years the people of Israel spent in exile, in a place that was not home, among a people who were not their own, navigating unfamiliar customs, worshiping in makeshift tabernacles, wondering always when they might be allowed to return home, wondering when their winter would end. Isaiah 40 does not give them a definite answer. Rarely do we get definite answers to the question, how long? But Isaiah 40 does tell the people that there is a reason to hope even as they wait. There is reason to hope because the season they are in is just that, a season. It began and so it shall end. But the one who is with them, their God, has no beginning and has no end. Do you not know, says the prophet, 
Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth and its people are like grasshoppers. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, the creator of the ends of time, the creator of time itself. He holds time in his hands, the Alpha and Omega. All that happens, every season of our lives is known, is held by God. This is the good news the prophet spoke to the people in exile in their long winter. That the one who holds time in his hands holds this season too. He is more powerful, says the prophet, than the human forces who think they determine your fate. It is God who causes seasons to change, powers to be overthrown, and new life to begin. This is the word spoken by the prophet, a word of hope. And this word has been there from the very beginning. It was the word that started it all. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. All things were made by God, and without God, nothing came to be. What came to be through God was life, and this life was the light of the world. When Lucy enters Narnia, she meets Mr. Tumnus. But before that, the very first thing she comes across is a lamppost. Now, she doesn't know anything about this lamppost, But we, who have the privilege of having read the other stories, we do. In The Magician's Nephew, the prequel to The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, we find out that the lamppost is a living thing. When Narnia is sung into existence by the lion Aslan, Jadis, who becomes the White Witch, throws a piece of metal at Aslan, trying to stop him. And that piece of metal bounces off of his forehead and falls to the ground, where it takes root and grows into a lamppost. And there it remains. No one has to light it. No one ever extinguishes it. And it burns without fuel. The white witch's power cannot snuff it out. It is there, in the middle of the woods, in the depths of winter, reminding the creatures of Narnia that he who created their worlds will return one day, turning all that is wrong into right. In the birth of Jesus, he who created the world came into the world. He who was outside of time 
entered time. The light of the world came into the darkness, and the darkness could not overcome it. Nothing could snuff out this light. No power of hell, no human plan. The light by which all lights came to be dwells among us and is our constant reminder that he who created the world has not left the world, but shines the light of his countenance upon us. And one day, he will return, and everything sad will come untrue. And in the meantime, while we wait, the light that is also the word spoken at the beginning reminds us that nothing we face, no season of our lives, is beyond the knowledge of God. For he holds our seasons in his hands. He holds us in our seasons. So however long your season might seem, God is longer. However big the challenges you face, God is bigger. However powerful the forces that loom before us, God is stronger. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Thanks be to God. Amen.